Blog Talk Radio.
I will dwell in the house of the Lord. We just heard Psalms 23 by Jeff Major. God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. Again, this is the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Our P.O. Box is 9786 Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. Again, that's P.O. Box 9786 Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. You can hear us on this radio station Monday through Fridays as well as on Sunday mornings. Again, we're on this radio station Monday through Fridays as well as on the weekend. If you would like to uh, listen to us on uh, one of our radio stations from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, please call 319 
good from LaYonda Adams. One thing I like about uh, Miss Adams is that her songs are so genuine and so pure. And that is so true for what she said. When you want to be in the presence of God, you have to be still, you have to focus, and you have to open up your heart, your spirit man, and let him come in. You can't be busy at your cell phone looking at TV, um, having other things on your mind. You have to concentrate and focus and say, God, here am I. Come and sup with me. God will come in and fellowship with you. God will just show you the peace of his love, and there is point. Let us start off with a prayer to the Father this morning. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. Our dear Heavenly Father, with grateful hearts, we again seek Thee, Thy presence, knowing that from that comes our strength, our success, our blessing, and Your favor. May we be ever faithful to what You have commissioned us to do and have called us to do through love, dedication, and sacrifice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Only by working together in harmony with each other can we find satisfaction in our walk among men and to live out our life. Help us to sustain our purpose. Help us to recognize our destiny. Help us to fulfill our call and help us to love unconditionally as you love us through that death, burial, and resurrection on the cross, that we thank you, Lord, for your Son. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. Again, we just thank you for listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. We are here to reverence the Lord. We are here to praise God. And always remember that God favors you and that you have something to be proud of, that you are a Christian and you are a child of God. God bless you today, each and every day. It is a Sabbath, so remember it and keep it holy. Read your gospel, say your prayers, praise God, and know that he favored you because he died on the cross. Amen.
It can soothe the soul. 
It can stir up the spirit. It can put a smile on your face. It can bring back memories. It can pretty much just put you in a state to put you somewhere else or think about something else when you hear music. It could even make you cry and feel the sorrow, the pain that you have suffered. Annie Mae knew the importance of music, that she responded to it and made it personal. Sometimes when you make things personal and you identify with it, you have a better understanding of what it is and how it operates. And with her, she knew the sounds that was necessary to convey a message to get it across. As I said, that she was raised uh, with a relative. Her mom had went on to another state to find a job, and that as she grew up, that she wasn't uh, in a home where she had the supervision of a mom, but she had a good backgrounds of a relative until she got abused and raped. Anime lived with her mom, and at that particular time that she was just a little, small, little, frail girl, and they couldn't understand. And I find this to be true with a lot of cultures. As a black little girl, she had big dreams. Sometimes when you've been oppressed by slavery or you considered the underdog or you uh, look like you're the lesser uh, for a better word, culture, because there's others who have all the financial benefits or the homes or able to uh, have good economics and health care, and you could be in a poor situation or a poor state or family, that they look at you that you are inferior and you're not able to meet the mark of the rest of them who are pushing through with their dreams and in their destiny. For a black person Born here in America, this is how I identify myself. I am a black American. Our roots could extend back to Africa, to Egypt, to Ethiopia, to uh, this Native American land to uh, right here. But our nationality, the skin color, is black American. And being a black American here in this United States, that it's a struggle to say that I am somebody. It's a struggle to push away and say that I want an equal job, equal wages, and especially in the ministry, I want to be treated as an equal disciple of Jesus Christ. It's very sad that we have genocide within our own culture, that we tear down our own culture, and we kill the spirit and soul of those who not only want to be believers, but like Anna Mae, that she wanted to be a star that she wanted to use the gift that God has given her, which was her voice. Eventually that Anna, uh, like most children are mischievous, that she was able to sneak her way into a club, a nightclub where there was music and song, and she was able to get a chance to audition. You know, sometimes that children like to dance or sing or to use their skills in front of especially grown-ups to get their approval. Instead of getting approval, people turn down, they laugh at them, they make the joke. They can't see the gifting that God has put inside of a person, and it's a rare few that can. In this situation where her mother and her sister and others, 
did not see the gift that she had that she herself pushed away and auditioned for a band, which was Ike Turner Band, and that she was given the part to lead. When you're given a part to stand out front as a supervisor, leader, that is a lot of pressure that's on you, that sometimes you're not prepared for the job, you may not understand the job fully, but then you have this responsibility that you have to shine by any means necessary. Even if you have to fake it, you got to know that I know this job. I know that I can do this, and people around me are looking. So I got to prove that I am qualified. It's very sad when you are qualified to do things, but people try to pull the rug from under you or down try to or talk about you or say things. People always want to be your critic and your judge. This is why our title and theme today is called It Is Finished. It is finished that men of this earth stop playing tiny Jesus. It is finished that people try to act like they are creator. It is finished that they are those that want to critique even this broadcast of what I'm saying if it line up with the word, it is finished for all those critics and all of those who have nothing better to do than to use a measuring stick for your life. God forbid. It is God that woke you up in the land of the living. It is God that put breath in your body. It is God that will put you to sleep. And when you die, it is God that will decide if you come to that eternal home that he has prepared for you. You know, I can see sometimes if you have an agent or someone that wants the best for you. I watch sometimes different videos and TikToks and things like that, and I love to see the cook shows or there's one that's called Phyllis, uh, the African wife in China, how she's supportive of her father-in-law, how she's a hard worker and that they see her for her value, that not only can she cook, but she has blended in that culture. And to the point that even those that's in China have come to visit her and give her compliments and accolades, which is so special. But we find sometimes, especially in this country, this United States, that people want you to dress a certain way, they want you to look a certain way. They want you to act a certain way. If you say that uh, you're a singer, you have to, they're trying to mold and shape a particular image. If you say that uh, you're a farmer, you're supposed to have so much crops. And if you say that you want to be a star, then there are various requirements. In this situation with Anna Mae, they couldn't believe that this little skinny girl had a dream and had a loud, strong voice in a, such a little body. God is able to do anything but fail. One time when I was flipping TikTok, I saw uh, this rap singer by the name of Cardi B, and I was so amazed how the people on her team make sure it's perfection. I watched as she said she was preparing for a concert, and her hair had to match her outfit, and her nails offset the outfit, 
everything was perfected. It was so beautiful. It was like if her outfit was the color of a rainbow, her hair was rainbow. If uh, she had green on, she had green in her hair. Everything was so color-coordinated that she took time to have special attention to her appearance to look beautiful. But it was such a way that it sold her act. And what I like about when I look at this, you know, people look at her clothes and how they how she presents herself and not so much as her background or who she was or what she did, but what she brings to the table now. We need to be like that as Christians. We need to be able to see a human being in the beauty and to see what they bring to the table and encourage them in their walk, not to be judgmental and look at them and say, oh, what nationality are them? What are the color of their skin? What are the texture of their hair? What are um, the size of their weight? It's very sad, and, and I'll say this. I use black people in slavery as example. When you were the fat, black, husky, and big, robust African who used you, the bigger you was, the thicker your skin, the fatter you was, they liked that because they would use you to breed babies. They would use you to be a stud to make babies. They would use you as a mean that they knew that, that you would be the kind of person that they could have different usage for you to even be a, a, a cook in the kitchen, uh, kitchen. And it's sad because all through black history, we have been judged by the color of our skin. If our hair is real nappy, uh, sometimes you was put in the field. But if your hair was silky and straight, you was put in master house. If you look too black uh, like a Negro, that you definitely was considered a slave, or they gave you all type of colloquial tunes, uh, uh, words that they would use for you to describe you. But if your skin was Creole, if your skin was mulatto, if your skin uh, had a bit of white in it or olives, then they consider you that your skin was fair enough that you could work in their homes or degree their guests. It's sad when you're judged by the color of your skin the texture of your hair, the color of your eyes, the size of your body. It's that slave mentality that the masters use, those that oppress people, to oppress us. You're not beautiful enough to be in the master's house. You're not beautiful enough, or you don't look white enough, or creole enough, or long hair enough, or your shape isn't pretty enough to come in and serve my guests. You look too much like a Negro you look too much like a black person. So you get out there and slop those pigs. You get out there and you uh, work the field in, in cotton. You get out there and be the slaves. It was genocide right there. And it's sad that we are taught as black people in America that because of separation of skin and color, that you look on TV at the models. Who are the models, the skinniest ones? Which ones do they usually use uh, for the black people, those that not only skinny but can identify, even if the skin is dark, to have features of, of the other women that they see in the European with the straight hair, the light eyes? And 
in, 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 in this black America, you see that our own race now has separatism, that instead of wanting to really indulge in their own race, they go outside the race or those men, especially those athletes who can afford it, they try to buy the prettiest thing that they can see on earth or date the prettiest thing that they can so they can say, look at me, look what I have. Because it was taught in the minds of slavery what a black person or a Negro was, and it was taught to not be beautiful. I say all of this to say this, that there are times that the black race, dark complexion, fat, obese, or those persons who look like, as they said, the typical Negro with nappy hair, that they were always treated less than. But thank God for leaders like Dr. Martin Luther King. Thank God for the Civil Rights Bill. Thank God for the emancipation that we have a chance now to be somebody, that we have a chance to have equal rights and to tear down the stereotype of what's beautiful. It's based more or less not only on your education but your ability, but how you have that backbone to stand up for yourself and do what is right. Everybody laughed at Annie Mae, this little short uh, country girl. She had the wide nose, as they teased and said, the big head, and that she looked uh, like a typical little skinny little Negro child. They underestimated the gifting that God had given her. The only person that saw it and knew that she had potential was Ike Turner. Ike Turner not only used this gift that anime had, but he put his whole band, his whole musical show around her because he knew in spite of the skin color, in spite of the wide nose, in spite of her frame of her body, that it could be used to promote the acts that he was trying to portray. And that's what he did. She became a star in the Ike and Tina Turner band. Anna Mae have always had visions and dreams and that she was good at her craft, that it was noticeable to other people. But when you have those that try to manipulate and control when you have those that try to keep you with the slave mentality or tell you, no, you have not arrived, no, you can't have that job, no, you cannot marry that athlete, no, you cannot uh, be in a big house or a car because you don't fit the norm or the beauty structure of what America say is beautiful. One thing that I marvel at, I'm really into the China, Chinese, or Asian culture, I love their um, their their calendars. I love their their artwork. I love how they make different designs on their bowls and the silk press. A lot of silks that they use, and I can really see the art that they have in their homes as well as in their culture. It's so beautiful, you know, that I I really look at the Asian art. And I have a lot in my home. But I say all of that, that when you can recognize what is beautiful from a sense of just that it is a pretty piece of cloth or it is a pretty artwork or the music sound good, and when you can treat a person as a human being and say this person is a child of God, this person is a human being, 
and let me show respect. That is what is so beautiful. When Tina tried to evolve as a human being and decide about the clothes that she wanted to wear and even the songs that she wanted to sing, she was oppressed by her husband, Ike Turner, that he became verbally abusive as well as physically abusive towards her. When there are those that try to arise and be the best that they can be, you're going to have the naysayers that's going to talk about you, pull the rug from under you, try to dominate you, intimidate you, bully you, critic you, try to undermine the things that you do or make you feel less than. I think it's very sad that your focus is on someone else because you feel less than superior yourself to that human being. Ike Turner knew he was a great musician. People went on to be famous. He could play music. But he had lost something that he didn't realize, which was his self-esteem, that he wanted to oppress Anna Mae, that he wanted to control her to the point that he wanted to make the money off of her, that she was his meal ticket rather than focus on what he knew in the beginning. He wrote some good songs and some good music, and he should have focused on that. But he always put his attention on the people that he helped. And when they walked away, when they didn't love him no more, when he had spent all his time and his money, that he felt like a failure and he became hardened. When you value other things other than yourself, you make a mistake. Anna may valued herself. Ike Turner valued Tina and the music that he wrote for and his band, that he looked to them to be the meal ticket rather than, hey, you write some good music. You're going to find people sometimes when they try to undermine you, they'll say negative things about you. They'll try to tear down your culture, try to tear down your spirit, try to tear you down as a human being. Unless God tell you to stay and to stand there that so your skin can get tough so when other people do things it doesn't matter, then you pretty much have to recognize that person isn't a person for you. They have no respect, no grace, no class, and they are not being a child of God. It is sad when people say they're Christians and read their Bible and pray, but then they curse their brothers out or they disrespect their brother, or they tear down the character, or they talk about them, or they don't show them honor, God forbid, especially the man or woman of God. That's a hot seat when God has called a disciple to you or to your home or to your church, and they pray for you or teach you the Bible or do different things to build you up in your faith, and you are very nasty and mean to them. You have put a noose around your neck because God says, that, you know, you be careful how you treat the ones that he sent. I say all of that because Ike wasn't mindful that he had a blessing right before him, that Anna Mae became his Tina, that she was able to sing the songs that he wrote. She was able to uh, go all over the world and publicize the great music that he wrote. And she always said that the act based was based on his talent. But because he had low self-esteem, because way down deep he felt insecure that with the beatings, 
with the controlism, with the nastiness, with being mean, that he abused her mentally to make her feel like she couldn't do anything without him physically, that he harmed her body, and spiritually he tried to break her soul. But it gets back to our topic that it is finished. Tina Turner made up her mind that it is finished. It is finished with the ridicule. It is finished with people that's in your circle that don't love you, people that's in your neighborhood that even will try to talk about you or disgrace you, people that's around you trying to judge you. And even with people trying to listen to what you say, it is finished. It is finished that God wants to take you to the next level, but it is up to you to have a made-up mind. I'm not going to take this abuse no more. I'm not going to be in a situation where I'm not wanting. I am not, unless God tells you, I'm not going to stay in this particular situation. I am not going to be abused. I'm not going to be torn down. I'm not going to be ridiculed. I'm not going to be treated less than a man or a woman or a human being. It is finished. Martin Luther King in this country with the slated, with the uh, Freedom Riders, that they decided that enough was enough, that they want um, equal rights. The civil rights bills were passed, that we have rights as human beings. It is finished. It's no more the slave mentality, because I'm black, I can't get the job, or because I'm black, I can't go into a account store, or because I'm black, that... I'm less than a human being that I can't work here. And because I'm black, I can't be a model. Or I can't be a singer, God forbid. Anna Mae Bullard, she realized that it was finished, that she had enough. She knew the gifting that she had. One of the things when I was looking at her documentary, I love what she said. I knew that every out of everything I brought to the table, I brought my voice. She said, I knew that my voice would take me where I needed to go. I knew that my voice had the capabilities to be heard. And even in her 40s and her 50s, when her career with Ike had ended and she was pretty much considered from the old era, she used that voice to push away to the presence up until age 83, that she was the queen of rock and roll, that she could sing genres of music from rock and roll to rhythm and blues even down to a documentary that she did with Beyonce, which was a hip-hop version of what love got to do with it, she was able to triumph. I want to say to those that's listening to me today that this is a message that God gave me, that it is finished. I use the story of Tina Turner because that's the most current thing that's in the news now, so you could identify. If you are being abused, you got to come to yourself to say, it is finished. If you're being judged by the color of your skin, because I look at I look at this sometimes. I watch guys that want girls that they see that's in magazines or girls that they see that's so beautiful, but they are so shallow that they think of their beauty. They think of what monies they have to bring to the table, and it's pretty much like buying a toy doll. If you don't have the right price, you can't buy me. And it's pretty sad. There's no love in it. I, I think about if the person gets sick or they lose all their money, this person will be gone and go to the next highest bidder. That when 
you judge a person for the beauty or their talent or their gift more so than the ability that they bring to the table. Like Tina, she brought a voice that it's what love got to do with it. There is no love. <laughs> so her life was so profound, if you really look at it, that the talent that she had, the faith in herself and her ability to sing took her to the height where she need to go. As I said, I used that story so that you can identify that it is time to stop some things. If you are talking about people destroying their character, it is finished. Let it go, because if you want the blessings from God, if you are living in a negative situation that's not good for your means, let it go. It is time to move in a different direction. You know, when you are diamond, when you are pearl, when you are that special one that is the light to the world, God says if they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet. It is finished and move on. For myself as a prophet, it's very hard that I have to deal with situations that I don't want to. And many a times, like, I was in a situation, I was ready to leave from day one. But God kept telling me that he was giving that person a chance to be the best that they could be, a chance so they could have eternal life, a chance so they could live, a chance that they could be all that they could be. And I'm sure Tina felt that with Ike. She was staying there to be a loyal a loyal friend and to help him succeed. There are times you're going to see mothers will stay there and put up with children disrespect. There are marriages where people stay in the marriage even though the husband or wife is rude and won't show love or stay out all night long, but they try to stay within the marriage vows and support him or her by being in a family. It is sad situations, even with friendship, you try to stay there until a person shows that they're not your friend. I remember one of my leaders said to me, how tough is your skin? How tough is your skin to be a Christian? you got to have tough skin because you're going to be ridiculed, criticized, undermined, talked about. Everything that they did to Jesus, they're going to do it to you. And I thought about that, that Jesus was mocked and talked about, that he was set up and laughed at, that people wonder why would he sacrifice himself when he wasn't a mother or father to these people that were born and he hung around until they laughed at him, crucified him, talked about him. They didn't want Jesus. But Jesus was commissioned by God that he had to stay where he was because their life depended on it. Can you imagine, and I know mothers could identify with this, you want to leave out a situation, but if you know, if you leave, that person is going to die because they may not get the care or the love or the attention that they need. You want to leave out a situation, but you know if you do that somebody is going to get harmed or abused or may not have the protection that they need. You want to leave out a situation because somebody is being nasty and rude and talking to you like a dog, like I did with Tina, but you knew that you was trying to show them the best friendship because they would go down if you leave because they had a problem in the 
their life that they need to resolve if they're going to stand on their own two feet. Tina said, enough was enough. She said, it is finished. Jesus, when he was walking this earth, and he realized that men were lovers of themselves, lovers of beauty, which is vain. Excuse me, they were lovers of money, lovers of wealth. No one that he saw, and he tried to teach his disciples to be a lover of God, to read his word, to follow his commandments, and to treat others the way that you want to be treated. When you try to treat others a certain way, it it put your conscience to a state that I'm going to pray for that person because I can see that they have issues. Or I'm going to forgive that person because I know they have a problem. Or I'm going to be long-suffering because I know right now they need my presence. It is so very profound that I understood when God told me to stay at a situation from day one I wanted to leave because I knew that it had to toughen up my skin. It had to make me prepare for my growth because how could I say to you that when people talk about you or talk down to you or criticize you or undermine you, or belittle you or hurt you, if I haven't experienced those things myself, to know that there is hope, there is light, and there is a bomb in Gilead. Yes, God is present. God's going to raise you above all of that negativity. If you keep the faith, believe in yourself, and push yourself forward. When we look at John 19, as I said, we look at John 19:30. One of the things that stuck out with me is that it says here that Jesus, even in verse 28, he said things had to be fulfilled, that there are things that you have to go through to fulfill in your life, to experience in your life, so that you can be tough in your life. You know, I've I'm, I'm been around the world. And I'm getting invitations now. And I, I see people that's looking for hope. And I, and I can say to them, yes, you will suffer, but God's going to come through. Yes, your character going to be torn down, but you can make it. Yes, you're going to be abused, but life isn't over. Yes, people are going to underestimate you, but you still are somebody in God. God had to fulfill all of that downcast, downtrodden, all of that hurt, that pain, that suffering, the second class, the lower class, all of those who felt that they didn't have a reach to have, as we say, the good life, to have a chance to be a star in their own right, you know, to have the roof over their head, clothes on their back, to be successful in business and to go forward in their dream. But they may suffer some time to get there. But you got to press your way. I remember here in the United States, we talk about Tyler Perry, that here on TV, watching Oprah on TV. And he was able to be inspired, motivated to follow his dream, which is to do stage plays, and to go ahead and to give some good advice to those that was coming to watch those shows and give the morals and tell them the moral of the story is 
which is very profound because in it be a lesson. Just like this morning, it is a lesson. It is finished. It is finished for you to have thoughts in your mind that you cannot make it. That God said, let this mind be in me that's in you. That his mind, if you pray to God, elevate your mind. That God will give you a mindset to overlook all those shadows of darkness and to see the light. That there are visions and hope and prosperity and things that you can achieve right there. If you believe it, you can receive it. You know, it's so beautiful that it got to be it is finished that you don't see yourself as a valued human being. You don't see yourself as a person that could be loved. You don't see that God has woke you up in the land of the living. You have an opportunity to change this day to be better. I'm a nature fanatic. I love to sit outside and dig my hand in dirt, look at the butterflies and the bees. I love to pray under the heavens, look up to the sky, and feel the breeze of the trees, see the birds, you know, the butterflies. That I would like to see the beauty of the Lord and his glory and what he has made. You don't have to always look at the negative people gossiping, look at things that make you feel sad or down. But, you know, look towards the hills. Who's coming for your help? Keep your mind focused that you, too, will have that same opportunity. If you just be still and know that it's not the hour to give up, that your heart needs to be encouraged, that you have to say, God, give me a clean heart. And where there's stoniness or hurt or let down or disappointment, where there is brokenness, God heal me. Because only God can make you whole inside. Hey, hallelujah. Only God can build you up where it looks like all else is going downhill. That you need a heart. You know, God said that only that those that are pure in heart can see God. Good God Almighty. Don't you want that kind of heart? That your heart is so pure to the point that you can see heaven that you can look up and feel his presence and know that he is coming back. And when he crack over the sky, that you'll be able to see him. Yes, hallelujah. That you have to believe that God, it is finished, that all that hatred, all that disappointment, I'm not going to hold no more animosity. I'm going to forgive and move forward. Only then can God stir up those gifts, give you a new attitude, give you a new perspective, and give you a new disposition. Beloved, it has to be finished. It has to be to a point that you thirst for the things in your life, that you are thirsty for the destiny that God got for you. Jesus said in his word that I am thirsty in verse 28, that He sometimes you have to get to a point that that's your, the essence of everything that's inside of you. Like Tina, she thirsts for that ability to make music, to sing the kind of music that she wanted to sing. It wasn't about a man or woman. It wasn't about uh, marriage or anything. It was about what she believed that God, give, that God has given her, which is to be a singer. And she pressed towards that. When people said she was too old, 40 and 50 years old, doing shows, when people said that, you know, she wasn't 
uh, that of a model of a young girl. She didn't look like a Beyonce. I thought it was so cool that she was on the stage with Beyonce in her 60s and 70s dancing and Beyonce in her 30s. And she was holding down her own and getting the same recognition that she believed, even through standing with a young lady like that, that she still got it. You have to have that attitude that with God you can do all things, that through God you have the ability to do all things, and that God will make sure that you have the capability to achieve all things. Yes, he is. God is the one that can bring you from darkness to light. God is the one that can bring you from back of the line to the front of the line. You can't have that competition, I'm going to try to compete, or my radio show is going to be better, better than yours, or my preaching is going to be better than the next man, or what I got on my clothes or my car is going to look better than somebody else. You know, I, I, I read some about Tina Life that really blessed my heart. I see people, they love Cadillacs, and that's their dream car, nothing wrong. They love Mercedes Benz. There's nothing wrong with that. There are those that's into the classical antique cars like myself. I love Jaguars. And one day I hope to get a Rolls Royce. Not hope, I will get a Rolls Royce. I believe that. And Tina was the same way that they said that she had the same model car that I have. She loved the XJ Jaguar. She had an 8. Uh, there's a 6-4, but that XJ, it has that classic style. It reminds you of the 1920s and 30s in London, uh, up in Westminster. They would drive those type of cars and go have a spot of tea, and they would go all through the gardens of um, um, Buckingham Palace. It just had that classic look. But Tina loved Jaguars, and I was amazed. But her ultimate goal was to get a Lamborghini, where mine was a rose. But I love that she loved beautiful things and classic things, and she loved life itself. And she had a beautiful villa that not only when she went to Paris or she went to Switzerland or she went to Sweden, she was able to just enjoy the beauty of the Lord. God bless her and rest her soul. I want to say to all of you that when that life she thought was over and she had to divorce her husband and he had to stop her career, she pressed away. She pressed away that even through then. 40, 50, 60 years old, even 70, she was still making albums. She was still singing. She was still taking engagement. At 70 years old, she was doing it. And at 83, she died. That it was such a commemoration to see a woman of belief and faith to know that she had a special gift. And even in her solitude that she did her changing or whatever, the faith walk that she took, but she knew that she had to have a balance. In my closing, I will say to you, as far as this word is concerned, that the word today, it is finished. Please do not live in a situation that is not good for you. If you got the means to move ahead, to move to an area or place where you can have peace, to ignore those that spitefully misuse you, to put yourself in a situation that you can take care of me, myself, and I. It 
ignore all the negativity and critics of others who try to change you, your hair color, your eye color, your clothes, who try to mold and shape you to be the person that they want you to be and not the person that you are. I want to say to the people all over the world, it is finished. You are special in God. You are loved by God. And he said, let it go. Go, it is finished. Let the hurt go. It is finished. Let the things from the past go. It is finished. Stop thinking about your childhood and all the negativity. It is finished. You're grown now. Stop thinking about what mom or dad said or did. You know, because I was telling someone yesterday, had I focused on that I was an orphan left in a car to die, had I focused on the abuse that I suffered as a black sheep, had I focused on that I was an orphan, had I focused on that I was always second best, that I could never achieve the things that I wanted to achieve because many people uh, didn't want to accept my ability, that I may not have been here today. But there's one thing I found, God, and I said, God, if you be God, come into my life. God was the hope that I needed. God was the strength I needed. God was the faith that I needed. God was the air that I needed. When I opened up my wings, that God was the one that kept me in flight, that I could push towards the mark of the high calling, and I'm still pushing, that God has shown me who I am in him, the blessings that he has for me, and the ability that he has given me. All of us have a purpose, all of us, but we have to put ourselves in a win-win situation. You cannot be in a win situation if you're going to stay at the bar and stay drunk because you feel sorry for yourself. You cannot have a win-win situation if you're going to put a needle in your arm and drug yourself out and you don't even know what time of day it is. You cannot have a win-win situation if you're going to live somewhere. It's violence all around, but you stay in that situation and then you become a partaker of it that you could lose your very life, it is finished. It is time to go where there's greener pastures, even if it's another city, another job, another opportunity. As people say, you don't have to be a part of the ghetto because you're in the ghetto. You can leave it and make your life better. Hey, hallelujah. When you're stuck in a situation, you got to make it better. You don't have to become a victim of the situation. If you're in a marriage, marriage and you're being abused, there are different places like House of Roof here in America that you can have a chance to talk and seek help and get a lawyer and protection. You don't have to be in any uncompromising situation. If you are, then you pray to God for a mean of escape so that he can show you what to do. You have to have this attitude, for God I live and for God I die, that turn it all over to him. I want to encourage you today that it is finished. It is time to let go of the foolishness. It is time to get out the arguments. It is time to get rid of the jealousy. It is time to stop judging and critiquing. It is time to stop tearing down. It is time to stop being mean to your neighbor and your brother and those that show you love because life isn't promised to you. You don't know if you'll be here tomorrow. So you need to get it together now while you have the opportunity and breathe breath in your body. Why? Because you want to have that eternal home. 
and live forever with Christ. You've been listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. My message to you today to say it is finished. It is time now to stop holding grudges. It's time to stop manipulating. It is time to stop trying to undermine people, to take advantage of people, or to take advantage of yourself. It is finished. It is finished for you to stop trying to be around those that you know are trying to use that get over. He is able to do anything but fail. You just got to believe that God is able and that you can do it if you believe in God. Again, I will say to you, let things be finished today. If you don't go to the house of worship, go to a house of worship. Let it be finished that you're not worshiping God. Turn that around so you can get blessings. Yes, you are. If you're not reading your Bible, it is finished. Stop not reading your Bible. Read your Bible. If you've been nasty and mean to people, turn it around. Apologize. Get your act together so that God can see. How can you live with God when you're negative or speak negative about people or give threats or curse or tear down or bite, bite or undermine or you're just nasty? God don't want that in heaven, and you think you're going to die and get there because of your good deeds, God forbid. You can give all the tithes, all the offering you want. You can help mankind as much as you can, but God is going to judge you on how you treat others. Because if you can't treat others right down here, what makes you think you're going to treat the others in heaven or even his angels right? you got to get it together. Let it be finished. Let us listen to one of my favorite artists. I just love listening to this man. He is so gifted in his voice. Dietrich Haddon, God bless you. Remember the Sabbath always. It's Monday through Friday and all the way up to Sunday. Each day is a day of reverence. Each day is a day of praise. Each day is a day of hope. Why? Because God is able. Yes, he is. Amen.
I love listening to that song by Dietrich Haddon. He said he's able. Yes, God is able. God can do anything but fail. I just want to encourage you today as we looked at the scriptures of John 19, verses 28 through 30, that really it is finished. You have to have a thirst for life, a thirst for your ability, and a thirst to be the best that you can. And things have to be finished in your life that means you harm. She realized that being married to Ike Turner, that Tina decided, or Anna Mae Bullock decided, it is finished. It is time for me to go to my destiny. It is time for me to follow my star. It is time for me to believe in myself. She took it all the way up to age 83. That should encourage anybody to know you are never too old to sing, to start a career, to go out there at uh, 50, 60 and to push this thing, and then you're up in your 70s and 80s and you're still showing your talent that she made the queen of rock and roll, that Annie Mae Bullard, Tina Turner, showed us that it has to be a point in your life that those negative situations is finished. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. We would encourage you uh, to not only listen to us on our global station here, right here, we would ask you to call 319-527-6036. Again, that's 319-527-6036, Monday through Fridays as well as on the weekends. You can hear us from 7 to 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our overseas listeners. That's our Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. That number is 3 one nine five two seven six zero three six. Also, as well as on the weekends, as I said, from eight thirty to ten o'clock, you can hear us on that same radio station as well as our other international station that we on. We thank you so much. I understand through uh, we give a special shout out to Archbishop as well as. The um, Apostle Dr. Anthony T. Mays, that our call numbers have went up, and we thank you that uh, on our local TV stations as well as the radio that our numbers are climbing. And I thank you so much. God bless you. I never considered myself a preacher or a speaker, really. I just love music, and I just want to encourage you, you know, because like with Tina, it's music that took me. It was music that covered me. It was music that comforted me. It was music that guided me. It is music now that's directing me to praise God. Hey, hallelujah. Always show love to yourself, show love to others, and show mercy and grace. Respect all men, regardless of their nationality or their culture. There is beauty in everyone. If you look deep enough to see it, ask God to give you spiritual eyes, not carnal eyes. You know, what may be ugly to you could be beautiful to somebody else. What may be uh, not uh, appropriate to you or pretty to you could be beautiful to someone else. I've learned so many life lessons that have shown me that you have to be a lover of yourself and believe that you are somebody in God. And guess what? You're his beloved. You know why? Our God is awesome, and you are awesome in God, too. God bless you. Let us listen to another one of those hymns that can motivate is all and encourage you 
And go out and give somebody a hug. Go out and take someone at dinner. Go and call someone and say that you're sorry for how you treated them so that you can have a chance to the tree of life. Finish some situations that you know that you need to get rid of. Childhood ministry, abuse and neglect, uh, childhood memories, I'm trying to say, as well as those things that people have said and done to you. Just go ahead and say, God, I turn it over to you. God, you fix the situation. And just do what Tina Turner did. She walked away. She moved out that situation altogether from their home, from their neighborhood, from their city, from their town, and she started fresh. Hallelujah. God bless you today. You know why? Because if God can do it, it just can't be done. Trust God, beloved, all right? And let us listen to Canton Jones. Amen. Amen.
we need to push towards the mark of the high calling so that when our God come back to see us, that we'll be ready to greet him so that we can have eternal life. Father, I'm asking you to help us to let go of it out of our mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Let it be finished for all the hurts, disappointments, let down, and naysayers. Hey, hallelujah, that is no longer exists, that it is finished. I thank you so much for listening to us today as we have um, just encouraged you in the word of God that it is finished for you to move forward and to know that you are God's beloved. He walked with you in the cool of the day, and he told me, his servant, to tell you it is finished. Let it go. God bless you as we close out. Let us listen to, again, my favorite Jeff Majors song, 23. God bless you today. Give somebody a hug. Don't beat up on yourself. Take that bath. Put on some fresh clothes. Go get some fresh air. See that sunshine. Pray up to God. He said high and look low. And just enjoy the cool of the breeze. Look at the butterflies, the birds. Yes. And while you're at it, just look at the wings, the wings of a little butterfly if you see one in the birds. And just enjoy creation and what he has made, everything he made, it is good. And just reflect upon that. We thank you all over the world. We thank you for tuning in to us. I'm your host. Apostle Margie Mercer, it truly is a blessing to just to come to you day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, to say that you're God's beloved. I'm here to exhort, edify, and encourage. There are times you may get a spank. You might have to say, ouch, but to know that God loves you. And he sent me his servant to exhort, edify, and encourage you. Rightly divide the word of truth and to give you hope that all those negative things are finished. God bless you. Receive your healing now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.